The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. So, so today is um, our point of contact service. And um, in fact, like we said, at the 8 a.m. service is a, like a combined service. It's both a point of contact service and our Ebenezer service rolled together. Um, so if you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, congratulations. Amen. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, I mean, I, I was, I was, um, okay, I knew it was going to be um, Ebenezer and all that, so it wasn't, um, like, new to me, but, you know, I was just sitting down, JJ, you know, early hours of this morning, and God was showing me a confirmation of, of what it is. I did not ask for anything. I was just minding my business like a Lagos boy. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he did have to. Praise God. <sighs> Point of contact. When you search the Bible for the phrase, oh, yeah, Point of contact. You won't, I'm not sure you'll find. I've, I've checked all the different translations that I can lay my hands upon. You won't find it as point of contact. But so why do we do it? Because everything we do by God's grace is, is biblical and scriptural. You know. So so why do we do point of contact? It's simple. It's because the scriptures is littered with patterns of point of contact. F- littered. You know. The same way the word. Trinity is not in the Bible. If you Google Trinity in the Bible, you're not going to find it. It doesn't exist. But the concept of the Godhead, God in three persons, is littered throughout the Bible. So that's a major reason why we should take it seriously. And secondly, obviously, because of the, I mean, the things that God has done through faith. It's unbelievable. Totally unbelievable. So, God will continue to do what only him can do in Jesus' name. So, so basically, the point of contact is an act of obedience that shows our faith in God. So, it is an act of obedience, an act that shows your faith in God. Like anything that is original and legit, legitimate, it can be abused and it has been abused. And we we'll, would we'll see instances of people saying that there are some prayer cloths that if you send money, they will send you a piece of the prayer cloth. Or if you send some money in, they will send you some holy water, you know. Or, listen, anyone that asks you to bring money in exchange for only cloth, only water, only is a criminal. It's a sham. 
say, but pastor, why are you saying that? Because Jesus said clearly, freely you have received, freely give. We are not to merchandise the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. No, 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 we are not. We are not allowed to. Because there's nothing in us that creates it. It's purely by God and of God. Second Peter 2 says, Even so many will follow their licentious ways, and because of these teachers, the way of truth will be maligned. And, they are, and in their greed, they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation pronounced against them long ago has not been idle, has not expired, and their destruction is not asleep. It will surely come upon them. That's what the Bible says. In Matthew 7, Jesus himself speaking, he says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as armless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. It's unbelievable what people fall for these days. Unbelievable. But you see, as much as those falsehood and negativity try to discourage us, you know, because it can be discouraging for me even believing the living God. But God is challenging you and I that, listen, it is our duty not to be deceived. It's our duty to test every spirit. It is our duty to ensure that everything that is being done is in line with the one of God and everything we are aligned to, aligned with. So, if there is a fake, it means there's an original. In fact, fake is proof that there's an original. Always use the example of the currency. If you check, um, there will be fake 1,000 naira notes today out there because there is the original. There is no fake 5,000 naira note today. You know why? There is no original. The moment CBN mint original 5,000 naira notes, what will happen? The fake ones will begin to show up. So, when... So when you see fake, it actually proves that the original exists somewhere. Now look at your neighbor and say to them, you are looking at an original. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and another, another reason is, is, is I mean, it's, 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 it's another example I give is why people don't mint high denominations that doesn't exist. The same reason they don't mint Low denominations that do exist. For instance, there's no fake 50 kobo coin. You won't find fake. Why? Because it costs at least a thousand naira to mint a 50 kobo coin. Do you know that? That's why CBN stopped printing. Because it doesn't make sense. Does it make financial sense? So, if why would you go and spend one thousand naira to mint fake 50 kobo coin? <laughs> at best, you you use it as 50 kobo, right? So, if the enemy is making a lot of effort to imitate something, it means there's value in that thing. I knew you guys would get it. ATM people, they were, you know, they were not... Uh... <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, it, 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 so, the reality of spiritual activity is before us. We can't, it's undeniable. We can't deny it. In First Thessalonians... 
1 Thessalonians 2, 18, you know, this is Paul speaking. He says, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked Paul's way. Satan will not block your way. And every way that has been blocked, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command it unblocked. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, this is Paul. In fact, it says, even, another transition says, even I, Paul, you know, you could sense some, some, some tint of arrogance there that Satan successfully withstood him. So spiritual warfare is real. And we will, we have and we will conquer in the name of Jesus. So, so what the point of contact basically does is that the point of contact helps in releasing your faith. It, it, it helps in releasing your faith. That's all it does. It's a, so it is something that serves as a point of contact to what you are looking up to God for or what you want shifted and it helps you release your faith. It is not in that object. It is in your faith. Praise the Lord. It helps you release your faith. So today we're going to be looking at, before we begin to minister, we're going to be looking at um, um, three types, if you will, of point of contact or three ways by which point of contact operates. So the first is, is point of contact by... Symbols and tokens. Point of contact by symbols and tokens. This is transferring God's power via symbols and tokens or materials. Acts 19 is a classic example. The case of Paul. Acts 19. From verse 11. It says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on the sick, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Now, these were handkerchiefs and aprons from Paul's body taken to people that were sick. So the, the handkerchiefs and aprons become or be, became points of contact to carry the power of God for healing. And it wasn't recorded and Paul charged them $50 per handkerchief. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable what people do these days. And so God can use the mantle of one placed on another so that to kick start the order in a particular direction. Elisha, Elijah. The mantle, the clothing of, of Elijah was dropped on Elisha. And that was the point of contact to kick start Elisha in the supernatural. Recordedly, I mean, it's recorded that Elisha did twice as much, as many miracles that Elijah did recorded. Seven, Elisha, Elijah, 14, Elisha. Double portion, maybe. 
Maybe it's deeper than that, maybe. But the point is, that point of contact happened. However, there are certain situations where God wants to birth a new order and the Elishas need a point of contact that emanates from within. Not from Elijah. Classic example story of David and Saul, 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17, 38. 1 Samuel 17, 38. It says, And Saul armed David with his armor and put the helmet of brass on his head and also armed him with a coat of mail. And David guarded his sword upon his armor and he assuaged to go for he had not proved them, proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with this for I have not what? I have not proved them. And David put them off. Many of you here, you need to put off Saul's garment in the name of Jesus. Say amen. amen. You need to put off Saul's garment. Because if Saul's garment could, was sufficient to take down Goliath, why didn't Saul go and take down Goliath with, with his garment? Praise the name of God. <laughs> he says, and David put them off and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had which he had, even in his crib. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine, verse 49. And David put his hand in his bag, took the things, a stone, and slung it and smote the Philistine in the forehead. Sunk in his head, Philistine died. Why? Because David's point of contact was the stone from within that he has proved Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> the, the, the mantle of Saul is insufficient to bring down the Goliath of David. It will take the mantle of David. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying... Obviously, I've showed you about Elisha, Elijah, and all that stuff. Sometimes God wants to start a new order. God can use people that are anointed that haven't experienced certain things to take you into certain things. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> of course, Jesus was never married. Jesus didn't run a single business. Till today, his principles are used in business schools. Hallelujah. So if you insist that until Jesus runs a business before you, you can use his, his um, anointing, if you will, you are wasting your time. Paul wasn't married. At the time he was writing Corinthians, he gave very accurate <laughs> guidance to marriage. So if you, if, you, if you are waiting for someone that was married, then we won't have the book of 
Corinthians. Do you understand what I'm saying? But sometimes God just wants to start a new order. Okay, I'll give you a personal example. You know, <laughs> before, I mean, my wife and I, for years, about eight years of our marriage, we're trusting God for the fruit of the womb, which is why I have like a very soft spot for people that are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, because I kind of know what you're going through, you know. But it appears that everyone, I kid you not, everyone we prayed for, before we say in Jesus' name, they're pregnant. I, I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, I, I'm like, what's going on? So, but we, were, we didn't have children at the time, but that was, that was how God does these things. You can't question God. In fact, there was a particular story of these two ladies. They were having their baby dedication in church. And we dedicated their baby. And, you know, you know, telling themselves, I'm going to give you a lot more, right? Is that okay? Okay, <laughs> good. So, we dedicated their baby. And I didn't, I didn't know them. So, I was going and one of them accosted me. I called the other one. Who, they were apparently friends. I said, so, Pastor, you don't remember me? I said, no. I said, you don't remember us? I said, no. I said, but congratulations. I, you dedicated your baby today. You know, Pastor, you have to be smart. You know? <laughs> you know? and, and she said, let me tell you the story. That she said, she, both of them, didn't know each other. They came to see me. I was in a meeting. And they waited at least three hours to see me. In the process of waiting, they became friends. One had been married for six years, the other one for much longer than six years, and they didn't have children. And he said, when I came into your office, she felt that after waiting three hours, at least this guy issued some assault and pray some, you know, gym, you know, put some prayers that they will shake you and slap your head three times, you know, those kind of prayers. <laughs> you know? But like you learnt her tribe. You pray long prayers in private. You pray short prayers in public. So she said, you prayed and that she was upset. That I just prayed, Father, thank you. Lord, fill her mouth with laughter. Give her a child. And, but she said she left. The other one came in, we prayed. That month, both of them conceived. They dedicated their children the same day. No, 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 no. The, the point is this. The point is this. Even if that was a coincidence, that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> I was going to even rationalize it. It's impossible. You know, I mean, these people have never... So, and guess what? There was I, and, they, and when she told me that story, and it went, I said, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> you know, are you trying to tell me something? The point is this: just keep serving God. Just keep serving God. If you give me a reason, Lord, I will praise you. Without a reason, I will still praise you. If you give me a miracle, yes, I will praise you. Without a miracle, I will still praise you. But 
sometimes, you see, God wants to start a new order. And the mantle from the old order is insufficient. The same source, Samuel, anointed the two. The same source for different mantles. Praise the name of the Lord. Did we get that? And we can see other examples from scriptures. Um, in Matthew, the woman with the issue of blood, you know, she came behind and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, you know. That would be Matthew 9. Thank you. And by the time we get to verse 14, Matthew 14, the, the people of the village in Gennesaret, when they, they said to, to Jesus that let's, let's just touch the hem of your garment. Let's just touch your clothing. We will be okay. Let's just touch your clothing. In Exodus 15, you know, the children of Israel were on a journey and they met bitter waters and they wanted to stone Moses. And God said to Moses, Exodus 15 from verse 23 to 25, that God said to Moses, cast this stick into the waters and the water was healed, was made drinkable. That is classic miracle, point of contact miracle. Take this stick as a point of contact to sweetness and drop it in the water. Boom. Miracle. There are some of us here, God is going to give you an instruction. After today's service, just do it. But please make sure it's God. So, um, point of contact by number one, symbols and tokens. Number two, point of contact by seeds. By seeds. Releasing God's power by giving your time, your talent, and your treasure. And we, 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 this, this season is, presents an opportunity for you to do that. We are going to, the, um, to Kirikiri, to the female um, inmates, and we are giving them things. They are, they, were, they are children that were born in incarceration. They are children that are eight years old. They were born in, in prison, and they are eight years old. They've never seen outside. Now, are you going to respond to that? That's a huge opportunity for you to sow, believe me. Because Jesus says, when I was in prison, Jesus will see you and say, when I was in prison, you visited me. We are going to the hospitals. Huge opportunity. You can give your time. You can calm your talent. Your treasure. We are having soup kitchen. Some people, this Christmas, they will not have the opportunity of eating the Christmas jello fries. Did you hear the jello in the teaser? I don't even know which is right, jello or jello or jello. <laughs> jello fries. You know, no offense. I hope the ladies don't upset. I'm not yabbing now, but it's funny though. <laughs> Huge opportunity before us. Next year, let me give you a peek, a sneak peek preview of. I mean, one of the things we're going to be doing beginning from early next year is, you see, there are soldiers 
in Nigeria army, young, bright, young men with young families that have died for us, for this nation. By God's grace, we'll be taking care of their families. If you hear the story of these men, brilliant men, I mean, I happen to have a friend, a brother of a friend, whose friend died in combat. Brilliant guy. I think it was a captain or a colonel or a major, whatever. The truth is, no one remembers those families anymore, really. Anyway, that's January, if Jesus starts. <laughs> Huge opportunity before us to make a difference. There's a story in First Kings 17, classic story of, of um, the, the prophet Elijah and the woman, the widow. The widow was starving. Elijah was was eating throughout the famine. The guy was eating. Bird barbecue. He drank all the water in a brook. He finished everything. And he went to the widow and said, that's food you want to make. Give me. This is what the Lord says. Your cake will not run dry. Your oil will not run dry. So based on the word, just the word, the woman, unbelievable. And you see, when God prompts you to make a move, and you do, now, honestly, that's how God works. For those that were in 8 a.m. service, you notice that after this sermon, in fact, we've taken the offering already, so I'm not saying this because we want to raise the seed. No. I'm teaching a principle. In fact, at the 8 a.m. service, I didn't only give my offering, I gave a seed particularly. <laughs> you say, but pastor, are you not cheating us? No, I'm not. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you. There are things that in retrospect that I look at my life I've done and I'm like how what are you thinking but I'm grateful to God that I did them you know I live in paid employment you know I had this large sum of money I had to give I waited three months for you know I had to give three months notice you know because of my level three months notice waited for this huge amount I was starting a business got the amount. As I got the amount, on my way back from work, I got a call from church. <laughs> was Pastor Bemigo. She's the culprit. <laughs> That's, oh, there's this need in church, oh, blah, 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 you know? And I knew that there goes your gratuity. <laughs> and by the grace of God, it wasn't easy. By the grace of God, I gave it. I'm not saying, oh, immediately there was a jackpot. 
That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, in retrospect, I am grateful to God, the God of heaven. That if we even ask that of me, do you understand? It's huge. It's big. So, what I'm saying is this. The only way for you to eat your cake and have it is to give it to God. Hallelujah. The only way is to give it to God. Is to give it to God. See the story of in John 6 of, of the 6 8, the feeding of 5,000. The little boy was the only one that planned for his day. He thought, We are going to a crusade. This guy called Jesus, he didn't go with his mom anyway. I'm sure if you read that story well. Well, he came alone. This guy called Jesus, he has a way of preaching long sermons. So let me pack my lunch. He packed his lunch, JJ, for himself. All the adults in the, in the crowd, none of them planned for their day. None of them prepared food. When it was time and Jesus needed a point of contact for the multiplication. The little boy agreed for them to use his lunch. Would you have given up your lunch? You have to see all of the Agbaya, all of them. You didn't plan for your day. Today you will learn how to plan from a young boy. Watch me as I'm eating my fish barbecue sandwich. Because it was bread and fish, so you would have just wrapped it up and... No, the little boy, the little boy gave it as this point, as a point of contact. And you see, at the end of that story, if you read that story, you will see that at the, at the end of that story, that Jesus actually told them to pick up 12 baskets of excess food. And some folks have said, oh, the 12 baskets was for the 12 disciples, maybe, I don't know, but I have a feeling going by principle of the word of God, that is the guy that sows that we reap. That it is the boy that went home with 12 baskets. Did the disciples carry the 12 baskets, one basket each? Yes, but they carried it following the boy home. Why should they reap where they have not sown? Imagine the boy getting home and, and, and the mom says, Ah, you're back from crusade. He says, Yes, mom. He says, you're a good boy. You always like to go to church. He says, But who are those behind you? Are they Jesus' disciples? Eh? What are they looking for? What are they carrying? Basket. What is the boy? It's my own. My harvest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> can imagine. But it did not happen without the boy saying, Take Jesus. The question is, what do you need to place in his hands? You have prayed enough. Not enough. You have prayed a lot. I never prayed enough. You have prayed a lot. It's time for action. Ah, you know, actually, it's a of a lady in the ATM service that sometimes, it's not only when I look at myself, I look at some people, the kind of steps they take, I'm, I'm like amazed. 
again, an example of a, of a lady that has had three children. She's had, um, she's had out of the children, they are boy and girls. I won't tell you which one, how many were boy, how many were girls. You know, because she's part of this community. She doesn't mind me sharing it, though. And she came to meet me after three children that Pastor, oh, I need a miracle. I want us to pray. I said, what's the problem? She says, I want, I want a boy. Honestly, I looked at her like, what kind of human beings are this? There are people we are still fasting and praying for that God will give them one. And then, at least open your womb and all that. You, you have three. You have a girl, you have a girl, you have a boy. What? She was so persistent. I said, okay, let's pray. We prayed so that she can go. Because honestly, I didn't really believe that prayer. <laughs> now, now, before, before this, before this, after the whole, our whole episode of having children, she's had all sorts of complications. So medically, she was not even supposed to be able to conceive. This was gone, that was gone. They removed this, they removed that. So, and I knew all that. And she said she wanted the boy. We prayed. So she left. Then she came back. She came back with this, with a large sum of money, a seed. And she said to me, Pastor, take this is a seed. I want to sow it for my son. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't want to collect it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to take it. Why? Because I didn't believe. But don't look at me like that. <laughs> well, that's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't believe. You didn't believe the prayer you prayed? Of course I didn't. I prayed so that she can just leave me alone. So I said, so at that point, I felt God saying, it's not your call. It's not your call. I said, okay. I took it. Prayed with her. And she left. I don't know how long after, but not too long after. She conceived. She gave her to a boy. She conceived again. Unbelievable. Totally unbelievable. May God accept your sacrifice. You know, because it's not just bringing a seed to God. May may that seed be acceptable by God. I'll tell you another story. Again, you guys are getting much more than the um, TMC. Don't tell them. Years ago, Fellowship, where fellowship are about to become a church. And we had, obviously, church, suddenly church, a lot of financial needs. My wife and I, we've been praying, 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 praying. So, a young man came to the house and said, Oh, pastor, take this. He gave me cash. If I tell you the amount, you won't believe it. I didn't believe it myself. It was a lot of money. I'm like, is this how you do miracles? The guy left. I went into the room. I can't remember clearly. As I got into the room, as I was thanking God for it, God said to me, give him back his money. I kid you not. I ran after him. I called him and said, oh, God, come, come, come. come. So you know what? Uh, you know, this one. How do you say somebody, God says, I should give you back your money? I didn't tell him that too. I said, uh, you know, uh, just take first, take first. 
Let's maybe we should maybe I, I don't I don't want to keep cash out. I didn't say that, but I shall wiggle my way. I gave him. And he left. The church started over a year or something afterwards. Police came to the church that oh we hear they give they give church as how you people will collect money. You call yourself pastors, you'll be collecting fraud money, blah blah blah. They just abused us. I was just listening. I was looking at them. So when they finished, I said, who are you talking about? They mentioned the guy's name. I said, where is he? He said, he's outside. They should call him. They called him. I said, they said, you, you brought the money here. He said, yes. I said, what did I do? He said, I gave him the money back. They were ashamed. It was now my turn to abuse them. <laughs> but I remember that I was a Christian. I'm a Christian, so I said they should go. See, the fact that everybody does that doesn't mean everybody does that. Why do you see a lot of people do that doesn't mean everybody does that. The point is this. He brought a seed. God rejected it. May God not reject your sacrifices in the name of Jesus. So number one, point of contact by symbols and tokens. Number two, point of contact by by seeds. Number three, point of contact by Substitutes. <laughs> Exchanging what you have for what you want. Actually, I should have worded about with like exchanging what what is reachable for what is unreachable. That would be a better way because it's, it sounds similar like seed to seed like this, but it's different because it's exchanging what is reachable to what is unreachable. Exchanging what is reachable to what is unreachable. Second Kings 6, 1 to 7. The story of Elisha and the sons of the prophet. The sons of the prophet came to Elisha and said, we want to build a bigger place of worship. Say, fine. Follow us to the river. Say, it's okay to, to fetch the wood. Fine. As they got to the wood, the axe head fell into Jordan. And obviously because it was made of metal, it sank. They couldn't dive in because of the torrent. And they came to him. Oh, we borrowed it. It's lost. And Elisha said to them, give me this stick. And he gave him the stick. And he dropped the stick in the water. Stick should float, right? But the stick sank and the axe head floated and he took the axe head there are exchanges that can happen in your favor praise the name of the Lord obviously the enemy has done some negative exchanges to certain people certain people substitution we call it destiny substitutes but every such person here will be substituted back to their greatness in the name of Jesus. As you have been prayed for today, everyone that has been shortchanged, substituted negatively, you'll be substituted positively in the mighty name of Jesus. God 
has, has put hidden these things in scriptures for our, for our benefit. We can, and God expects us to see that everything that is negative can actually be turned around if we will agree, agree with him. Praise the name of the Lord. It is totally, totally, totally possible. Totally. There are people here that I'm going to say it again. It will be said of you that when the Lord turned again our captivity is captivity. It looked like a dream. Is it not? Is that not Femimune that we know? Is that? God has done great things for him. God has done great things for him. And God will do great things for you. Whereby you will be glad. In John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 29, and this is the greatest substitute. He says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus was a substitute for our sins. He became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. You see, if, if you're not saved here, I mean, there's just nothing to wait for. Nothing to wait for. In Matthew 8, Matthew 8, verse 17, the word of God says in Matthew 8, 17, says this was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. Every disease and every infirmity today will be exchanged for health and vitality in the name of Jesus. As you come forward to be ministered to, you are coming with confidence that the great substitution has taken place already. I'm coming to release my faith. In Matthew 27, 46, it says, About three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So Jesus was forsaken so that. I can be accepted. Do you feel rejected? Do you feel unloved? God wants to wrap his arms around you. Jesus was rejected, was forsaken, so that you can be accepted. You are accepted in God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, Verse 10, it says, God, for whom and through whom everything was made, 
chose to bring many children to glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into his salvation. So God wants to bring many children to glory. And he gave Jesus as the point of contact. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So, what am I saying? Jesus is the father's point of contact to us. And Jesus is our point of contact to the father. No one, hallelujah, comes to the father except by me. He is our point of, the father's point of contact to us. And he is our point of contact to the father. If you are here today, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you today, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that your life is about to change. Because of the ultimate substitute, the point of contact of the Father. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. You're like, Pastor, yes, I want to come out for the ministration. I want, to, I want hands to be laid on, the, on me, on the things I, I've brought for, as point of contact. But I need to accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. I have never been born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or I used to be born again. But I, I am, I'm no longer with God. Can I come back? Yes, you can. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. That is you. I want to pray with you. That substitution is for me. Pastor, pray for me now. Put up your hands over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you're seated. If I put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother over there. God bless you. I can see your hand. Keep the hand up. God bless you, my sister. Right there. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Right there at the back. That is me. God bless you, my brother. That is me. Keep the hands up. If you have the card, you can pull down your hand. That is me. Keep the hands up. Shoot it up. Once you have the card, you can put it down. That's okay. That's okay. And just cry to God. Anybody else? That is me. Pastor, God bless you right there. God bless you, my, my brother, right there. God bless you, my sister. I see your hand right there in the middle. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. If you are contemplating, God bless you right there at the corner, at that side. God bless you. That is me. If you, if you are contemplating, God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put it on your hand. If you are contemplating, then it is you I'm talking about. Put up the hand and receive the card we are about to pray. That is me. The ultimate substitute I need to embrace him. Just of us, I just talk to God. Father, as I bring my token, my symbol, transfer your power, O God of heaven. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Release your power as I give my time, my talent, and my treasure. As I give my seed. God bless you. Another hand right there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. I embrace the substitution. Oh, Father, we thank you. We pray for everyone that is surrendering to you, we ask. Even as they are calling upon you right now, we ask that you breathe upon them. Change these lives. Reveal yourself to them. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. For his kindness and his mercy.